episode 73 of Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about the topic and talk about the clips. To see the clips from today's episode, check out the video playlist on our website, musicraygun.com. Kirk! Paul! Tell them what today's topic is. Oh my god, a long overdue. Yeah. We're going to talk about Mr. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yes. Which, of course, is not his real name. It's a stage name. His real name is Stephen Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Wonderful. That's right. Yep. Stephen Wonderful. As well, he should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, long overdue that we do this episode. Uh, uh, a little backstory on it. The reason why we're doing this episode is because of my daughter... Who uh, shamed me into it. She's a genius. She's a genius. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, Lily, who is 12, uh, this summer, in fact, asked me, she's like, did you guys do a Stevie Wonder episode? And I was like, oh, no, we didn't. And she was like, you should. <laughs> and I immediately texted you. Yeah. And even you were like, we're dummies. Yeah. How do we not get to it? How is it not one of our first? Yeah. One of our top five Possibly top three first episodes. Yeah, we waited till the 70s yeah. to do Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And it's so funny, like, I was thinking of this coming here as like, you know, we're like, oh, let's do years and then we'll do like teen angst and then we'll do like, we'll do visit music directors yeah. and then like, it's just a kid that goes, why aren't you doing Stevie Wonder? Because yeah. we needed to do the big new Rybczynski. <laughs> yes. That's why. That's why. <laughs> we need to do heavy metal parking lot. Yeah. 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 So it's that it's just fascinating that she was just like, yeah, you should do Stevie Wonder. Yeah. So this is for Lily, and I'm I'm required by law to say this, Lily, you are a genius. She is a genius. She's a genius. And it just proves that Stevie Wonder is eternal. All generations know and love Stevie Wonder. I mean, they do. Yeah. I mean, they really do. My both of my kids love Stevie Wonder. We listen to it all the time. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't? There's like not one person that's like, you might not like some of his songs. Some no, he favorites. definitely had some periods that yes. were better than other periods. Yes, exactly. And, and, and look, we're going to cover from 1963 to 2005. Yeah. Almost, you know, 40 years of, of, uh, of CV Wonder music. And he did so much music. Yeah. He, I, just real quick, this is just, cause everyone says, you know, um, his, you know, his, his fertile years were the 70s, which makes sense just because of his... Not just the 70s, but specifically, like, 72 to 76. Yes, exactly. He's so, like, I mean, he's like, he's like the Beatles that way, where it's so much amazing music in such a concentrated period of time. It is. But then, on the outside of that bubble, he's also been amazing. Yes, he's also been amazing. Yeah. So this is from 1970 to 1980. So here were the albums that he did. I bet I could name them all. Okay. Are you, are you can, start I, going can I guess? Go for it. From 1972? I did from 1970, just so I could do Decade. Uh, I can't remember what comes before Talking Book. Two come before Talking Book. In the, okay. Hit me with those. Uh, Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, 1970. Okay. Now, this is why uh, Music of My Mind. That's the one I was trying to think that of. Was, I can picture the album yeah, cover. That yeah. was 72. He had two albums in 72. Then it's Talking Book. Yes. Inner Visions. Yes. Um, uh, fulfill, fulfilling this is what is it? Help fulfilling his first first finale, finale, which is nineteen seventy four. Seventy four. Yep. Uh, then he skips seventy five and does songs in the key of life in seventy six. Yes, and that's a double album though. Yes. So that's right. yeah. so he made up for seventy five. Yes. And that's that. When I talk about seventy three to seventy six, I mean from talking that's, books to songs yes. in the key of life. Those four albums. Yeah. I mean, uh, that could have been his whole career. Yeah, his whole career. And he still would have he been still would have been one of the yes. best of all time. It's crazy good. Hotter than July is nineteen eighty. Yes, between 
Songs in the Key of Life and Hotter Than July. Uh, mm. This one's a rough one. It's an interesting one. Yeah, it's not the the plant. It is. It's the it's the he plant. Did the, the, secret soundtrack to the secret life of plants. Yes, yeah. which I've listened to. I have an album. Yeah, and you listen to it, and you're like, "This is weird. It doesn't sound like Stevie." And then you got to remember, well, it's about a documentary on it's plants. A, yeah, it's a soundtrack to a documentary <laughs> about plants. So, if, and I've never seen the documentary, but I'm sure if I watch the documentary, I'd be like, "Oh, this music's fine for this." Yeah, it depends on whether you consider a one artist. A soundtrack album to be a standard album yes. in that artist. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But we can talk about that uh, later in the episode. Awesome. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Yes. Let's watch Little Stevie Wonder. I love that there's a Little Stevie Wonder. Doing fingertips. I mean, because that's... I For me, that's where it all started. I'm, I can't remember yes. if that's his first... It's the, it's the first single from his first album. Yeah. The album is called uh, The 12-Year-Old Genius, because he recorded it when he was 12. Crazy. Uh, it came out when he was 13, and this this clip is... He was born in 1950. This clip is from 1964, so he's 13 or 14, mm-hmm. doing this TV appearance of Fingertips. Yes, I've seen this. This is great. Yeah, I mean, this is basically an instrumental that was just designed to show off what a great harmonica player yeah. is. Which is funny, because you know he's a great harmonica player. I think of him as a keyboardist first. Exactly, you forget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we know from our last episode that he's also a great drummer. That's right. But this is just a 12-year-old wailing on a... On a uh, harmonica. Yeah. And this was his first big hit. His first single, his first hit. But it's crazy to me that he's so young in general. Because so he's young. I mean, he's a, he's a kid. He's a, this is basically yeah. Lily's age. That's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I'm always fascinated, like, what is the thing he's in a harmonica? Some harmonicas have, like, a little slide thing? No, I don't think there's a physical thing you move. It's just your Oh, it's just his actions do that. Oh, I get it. He's wiggling. To get the vibrato. I get it. Yeah. Is it you, you already see all the standard, like, Stevie facial expressions yes. and things? and the moves. Yeah. And, yeah. So much of it is already in place. Yes. It's funny too because typically I hate people who play harmonica. Do you? you really? <laughs> Some guy blowing on harmonica just like on the street or like, or yeah, or like, like a, or like a cowboy. Yeah, or like I think of like Bruce Willis. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but Stevie's like, okay, Stevie, you get a pass because you're so cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember I reading something about like. Oh, he's gonna say. Not really. He's more he's just right. being his yeah. own hype man. That's true. He's like, look how great I am. Yeah. He um, so he got signed by Motown. Yeah. At this young age, and I think he also it was also because he he wrote stuff for other artists in Motown, is what I remember reading. Yeah. Later on, I think this this song is actually a cover of like a jazz. Oh, okay. Instrumental. So he didn't even write this. Yeah. But, yeah. But I just, uh, I remember, like, Motown signed him to, like, the shittiest contract possible. Oh, because he's 12 and he's just taking advantage of him? Yeah. yeah, and there's like, hey, you're going to do this 10-year uh, contract yeah. and we're going to pay you nothing. Yeah. And so that 10-year contract comes up, and which is right before he started really getting into that 7th grade. Right. 
and he was like, okay, we're going to resign. You're going to give me this amount of money, and you're just going to leave me alone. Yeah. And, and like, I'm going to create the four greatest yes. pop records yeah. of all time. Just yes. the best run of albums ever. Exactly. Yeah. Motown's like, sure. Yes. Yeah. Look what happens when you leave artists alone. <laughs> exactly. Because he's like, apparently he was like, I'll leave. If you don't leave me, let me have this. Yeah. I will leave. And they're like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's it's a little odd that this song was a hit just because it's it's just a harmonica solo. I the find it odd too, and it's I also find it odd too because it stands the test of time. It's yeah. it's everyone everyone's heard it. That's roughly our age, you know. Right, but it's it's not the type of thing where like that's funny. Yeah, yeah. where like he's already established and it's like, oh, Stevie Wonder put out a harmonica song. Yeah, all right, that's what Stevie's up to. This this was his, his debut single. That's what's amazing. It's and his, it was a hit. It's his first hit. That's crazy. I mean, it does have the built-in novelty of like, hey, look at this twelve-year-old. <laughs> yeah, killing it, wailing it on that. Yeah, thing. but yeah, it's uh, that's how he introduced himself to yes, the world. To the world. Uh, way early on in our first, I think it was the first grab bag episode. Yeah. We watched a clip of Stevie Wonder on Sesame Street. Yes. There's an episode uh, from 1973. The year Intervisions come, comes out, but it's before Intervisions mm-hmm. came out. So Talking Book is the most recent album. He showed up on an episode of Sesame Street. Uh, the episode is called Stevie Wonder Visits. It's built around him. Uh, and the clip we watched last time was... Uh, from the start of the show, he did that song, One, Two, Three, Sesame Street. Yes. But that wasn't his only... Uh, the whole episode was built around him. So he opens with One, Two, Three, Sesame Street. The episode ends with him doing the most insane version of Superstition you've yes. ever seen or heard. I've seen That's amazing. Is on Sesame Street. Yeah, it's crazy good. And then in between, as celebrity guests usually do on Sesame Street, he interacted with some monstrous, the monster Muppets. He did a little bit? He did some bits with Grover. Oh, nice. So uh, we're going to watch Stevie with Grover. This I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's going to teach me like the Grover. Stevie, you know, I love Grover. He's my yeah, favorite. Grover. What? You, like so, you think you can teach me something? Please, please. I, got, I, got, I got something just for you, Grover. Oh, yeah. Dude, cool here. Yeah. 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 Go goes like this. Also, just know that freaking Frank Oz is, is below there. Yeah, just, just <laughs> a guy is below there creating yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> When, did you watch Sesame Street when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, you would have been like four. Yeah, I probably would have seen I think I probably saw this. Yeah. Little more feelings. Little more feelings. Not my fingers, huh? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. It's... Oh, that... I, you got it? Now I got it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's the feeling? Okay. Okay. Dabble, 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 dabble. Skip, skip. Scab, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? 
funny. That's a good comedy bit, the, the over-clearing yes. of the throat. Solid, you know solid. Stevie was always funny. He yeah. has his humor. No, he's clearly having fun. Yeah, exactly. With, with Grover. <laughs> that's that golden wow, lady shit. Yeah, man. A golden lady. That's a jam. Call back to the throat clearing See? thing from before. Because Stevie knows comedy. I think he must have taken UCB classes. Oh, he definitely taken yeah. UCB classes. Yeah. He was on the Herald team. They're good together. Yeah, it's a good comedy right. team. I'm going to sing it along Okay, you want the key? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. You gotta have the key. Mm-hmm. There we go. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, girl. Uh, I tell you what. What? You sing a short note. <laughs> me sing a short note? Stevie Wonder wants me to sing a short note. I'm going to tell everybody. I am the short note singer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, I just love Sesame Street. That was great. Yeah. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah. Solid comedy. Solid comedy. Yeah. Solid willingness to play. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I didn't actually see that when I was a kid because I, I watched 80s Sesame Street. Yes. But I found it later. Yeah. I'm sure I must have seen that. Yeah, you must have. I had to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about another TV show from the 70s. Yeah. Let's get a little Soul Train going. I mean... Now, Hell yeah, let's get some. I mean, we're going to have to. This is uh, Stevie. This is, I chose this, and it's not Stevie on Soul Train. Yeah. It's okay. Soul Train dancing to my favorite Stevie Wonder song. Oh. This is my number one. Okay. This is Boogie on Reggae Woman, 1974. Yep. Uh, I've always loved this song, and uh, I was looking for it on YouTube, and I was like, oh, well, the Soul Train dancers are dancing, so. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. This is from Fulfilling Mrs. First Finale, yes, right? Yes, correct. Yep. Uh, this is this isn't my favorite Stevie Wonder song, mm-hmm. but I would say this is the best song for Soul Train dancers to dance to. <laughs> I would agree. It is funky. Yeah, it's funky. And again, I think we talked about it. This is just Stevie on keyboards and drums. Yeah, just doing it himself. Yeah. Oh, and harmonica. There's actually really good harmonica. In this I, I mean, yeah. You can tell Stevie's harmonica tone is it's it's unique. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be able to know how or the mechanics of it, but you hear it and you go, "Oh, that." That's yeah. You yeah. know when it's Stevie. Yeah. yeah. The um, I discovered see for this particularly for the Reggae Woman. Yeah. Um, when Stevie came out, I didn't, you know, I was just too young. 
And then he came out with his greatest hits music, Aquarium 1 and 2. Yeah. Which is just his greatest hits from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Two albums, and it's amazing. Because yeah. this is all the hits. And I used to listen to it all the time as like a high schooler, not knowing that that was a greatest hits album. Oh, you just thought he put out like the dopest album yes. of all time? I thought it was like, for like years, I was like, how did Stevie Wonder come up with a double album of just nothing but hits? Yeah. And then I realized like a couple of years later, I was like, oh, because it's a greatest hit album. Yeah. Dummy. But for the longest time, I thought Music Aquarium's Volume 1 and 2 yeah. were just an album he put out. <laughs> Which would have made it the best selling because like everything was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the song I would play the most. This is your favorite. This is my favorite. Yeah. I mean this is this is peak soul train. Yeah. It's really so seventies. Yeah. But it's before um, it it got like ridiculous with the fashion. Yes. You know? Before uh, we've talked about a lot with soul train. It's before it got a little crazy with like Look at me, look at me. Yeah. Which a lot of the dance shows happen to all of them. You know, once they realize it becomes a hit, you can be discovered. Especially in the 80s, Soul Train became overtly that way. Yes. But even even in the 70s, it was kind yeah. of like that. But you look at these kids, some of, some of them are just wearing t-shirts and slacks. Yeah. Some of them are wearing, like, sweaters. Yeah. They're not, it's just... It's not, yeah, there's a guy with a USC t-shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's it, not overly it's, done. It's, it's still a little bit of that old school dance show, like well, we're just high school kids after school sort of yeah. vibe. Too, yeah, which is no really, one is like, hey, I'm gonna try to make it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be famous. They're just like, let's they're just there for fun. They're just there to dance to Stevie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about another TV show from the oh, 70s. Oh yes, this is. I'm seeing what the title of this is. I haven't watched it yet. I have a feeling this is going to be weird. It is weird. But good? Shockingly good. This is Cher and the Osmonds doing a little Stevie Wonder medley. Yeah, I I don't anticipate this being bad because I love Cher. Yeah. And also low-key kind of love the Osmonds. It's, you know what? When I was going through it and, you know, you're going through YouTube and I saw it and I was like, oh, I've got to check this out. (laughs) And as I was watching, I was like, no, it's pretty good. It's obviously yeah. it's a little square. I was gonna say it's 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 probably gonna be real white. It's real right. It's real square. Yeah. But you can sense that, of course, they're professionals, yeah. and that you can also get the sense that sharing the albums are like this is fun. Yeah. It's, being doing Stevie stuff is fun. It's still great music. Yeah. And and as square as they are, they're still all talented. Yeah. They're still all very talented. They all dance really well, and and they're doing a medley. And because it's Stevie, they. It's Stevie's so good that they don't ruin it. Yeah, yeah. This is from 1975. Yes, and I think it's I don't On think the it's share show. Share show, yeah. I mean, just the matching outfits, which is matching jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah, sure. I listen to share sing some yeah. in my life. They all the those jumpsuits are fantastic. She's hot, but that jumpsuit is weird. It's a weird, yeah. It's a weird outfit. But my seventies were weird. She signed off on it because she shared. So she had to be like, "Yes, oh, this yeah. is it." Yeah. It takes a lot of chutzpah to make that work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also like when I hear this, this is like. Every like lounge act in the seventies and eighties played a bunch of Stevie Wonder. Yeah, because they just knew people would like it. Yeah, it's like you can't go wrong. So that I, I remember being in like restaurants and bars with my dad and my mom, and 
a lounge acts with Clavis. Yeah. Right, Osmonds? Hey now. Ooh, they, <laughs> the keyboard just goes up into the sky. I, their dancing is actually really good here. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're doing higher they're ground. Doing higher ground. <laughs> Which, yeah. They're... Uh, yeah. Oh, man. They did a salute. Of all it's, the songs for them yeah, to do. It, it takes away the importance of the song. I feel like this was Cher's choice. And she was like, you guys, you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cher's like, we're going to make this cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. It's part of it is like I part of me is like I really want to make fun of it, but part of me is like I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a great song. It's, it's a great song. It's hard to fuck they up. They can't. They can't ruin it. I just keep it. Look, the Osmonds are all Mormons, right? Yes. Are they from Utah? That's a good question. I don't yes. know. I'm just, just trying to think exactly what their background is while I watch them sing Higher Ground. Yes, and then also like Cher solo '70s cocaine. Yeah. No, I mean know. Cher's real. Yeah. Cher's down. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song uh, You're the Sunshine of My Life but we need to clean it up yeah clean it's it a up little too funky clean it up for grandma yeah there's some dancing going on oh hell yeah yeah right signs of the letter yeah. this is where I really start liking Stevie I would, cause just because of me, I don't really like 60s music. So when, once I heard this, I was like, oh, I really like it. Oh, you don't like Uptight? It's okay. Yeah, I oh, do like it. I yeah. don't love it as much as the 70s stuff. That's, I, you never said you you don't like like 60s Motown? It's a, I, I like But I you don't like love it. it? Yeah. I, I love it. I, love I don't it. I don't listen to it on a regular basis. Yeah. If it's on the radio or somewhere, I'm like enjoying it, but I don't seek it out. Yeah. No, Sideseal Delivered is like a great bridge right. from 60s to 70s it Motown. It really is. Yeah. It really, really is. The little kickball change, kickball change, <laughs> kickball change. It's a lot of kickball Is that change. what a kickball change That's is? That's what a kickball change is. I would just call that like a shuffle step. <laughs> 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 yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I, I got to think that when this came out, there was someone in the living room, living room, living room going, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm not a, I'm not a Cher fan by any means, but watching Cher, I hear, I go, oh, it's like a Cher impersonator. <laughs> but it's not. It's Cher. Cher. Right, because she's such an icon yeah. that she almost, in hindsight, becomes a parody of herself. Yes, because, exactly. Yeah. It's weird. It's like when you see, like, an Elvis Vegas performance. You're like, oh, look at that Elvis impersonator. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, it's the kid. Yeah, That's the kid. No, exactly. Yeah. Cher's great. I mean, everybody, yeah. you know, she's great. Uh, this is a great song, too. Sure, yeah. Cher has good taste. Yeah. I just keep picturing, like, the Osmond show up to do a show. She's like, we're doing a Stevie Wonder medley. Get on board or get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, we're doing, and they're like, "Yeah, no, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah." No, I mean, we're here. Yeah. If Cher recorded 
a Stevie Wonder covers album. I'd listen to it. I'd give it a shot. I'd listen to yeah. it beginning to end. Yeah. Look at her pretend that she likes Donnie. Yeah. Uh, he's criminally underage. Actually, I don't know. He could be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 70. How old was he in 75? He might be like 17 or yeah. so. It's hard to tell because then all these guys, I'm like, they could be like 30. Except yeah. for Donnie. <laughs> the other Osmonds. The other Osmonds. I want to go to a drag brunch. Mm-hmm. And see a drag queen wear this specific <laughs> Cher outfit. That is. I want to see a drag queen do Cher from the Stevie Wonder tribute from the 1975 episode of the Cher Show. So specific. Yeah. So specific. That, that jumpsuit with that hair. That would be yeah. tremendous. That would be the best drag show I ever see. Best brunch you've ever had. <laughs> That's right. Just a hamburger Mary's with a <laughs> with a bad cheeseburger that cost twenty dollars. Exactly. <laughs> but, you get a, but you get a great show. Yeah, that's right. You don't go for the food. No. Uh, okay. Uh, one of my favorite songs is from Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah. I have a memory of being like five or six, and my father making a mixtape for me and one for my brother, and like. Having like all his records sort of spread yeah. out on the floor because he, he was making a mixed tape by dubbing his vinyl albums yeah. to the tape on his like hi fi. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, and the first track, side one, track one on my tape was Sir Duke. Great song. And so I have a lot of memories tied to this song. That is uh, Theo's favorite song. It's great. Great song. We're going to watch a special cover version of it that I found online because I haven't done this for a while where yeah. I find like a interesting cover a random version yeah that's right so i just went to youtube and i typed sir duke covers and i scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and then i saw a string quartet version of sir duke i'm going to say before you even put this on yeah i will be shocked if i don't love this so will i I i'll be shocked if i'm like this is really good yeah and this this video has like fewer than ten thousand views and it's been on youtube for a few years Mm mm-hmm and so it seems like it's sort of undiscovered, uh, but I think it's great. And I'm going to dive into more of this band's string quartet covers because they have a bunch of them. They're called oh. Thalia. Tha- oh, Thalia. Thalia. Thalia strings. Okay. So this is uh, a string quartet doing Sir Duke. All right. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. They're even sitting on like a porch in a garden yes. and everything. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. This is I'm so digging into them. Yeah, I knew you would like this. Oh. This is tremendous. Yeah. I love that they're outside on a on a uh, porch patio. Really? Oh. <laughs> wow! Isn't this that great? Is, I'm I'm going to search them out tomorrow and listen to them in my office at work. Yeah, this is perfect. They've got a bunch of yeah. videos. Yeah. Oh. Here's what this makes me think of. All right, like, wouldn't you love to like wake up in the morning? And just, this is, while you're having your coffee, you just kind of go outside and 
they're there. Like if you had like a big house, like yeah. okay, if if I won the lot, if I was just had like stupid amounts of money, yeah. and I were just like a billionaire. What profligate thing would I waste my money on? <laughs> I would hire a a, a full time string quartet to just be at my house and play music live all day. Yeah. And but but covers like this. Like I would hire Thalia to just stay at my house. Like put them up. <laughs> yeah. They would have their own rooms. They have their rooms, yeah. But but from from sun up to the afternoon they would just have to be in my garden yeah. playing Stevie Wonder just, songs. You, you you open up your door and yeah. Sir Duke's playing you got a cup of coffee. Picture myself in my robe and I'm just sort of standing outside yeah. watching the, you know the birds. Yeah. The... Just enjoying yourself. Yeah. You know? Your chef is making your egg frittata. Yes. Oh, and this, is, place, and this is going on. That's a wonderful <laughs> visual. That's what I would make happen if I, I were I would, disgustingly rich. I would sleep over all the time. <laughs> this is great. I need to figure out more of who uh, Thalia Strings are. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't do any research to find out <clears throat> where they're based or who they are. But it's great because it's uh, first of all, what a great what a great idea. Secondly. They're not trying to, like, fuck with it. Yeah. They're being true to the song. This could have really not worked, oh, and yeah. it really works. Yeah. This could have been really pretentious and, like, annoying. But instead, they're like, no, this is this this is how it sounds. We're going to make it sound like it originally sounds. Yes. Oh, it's great. I want to, like, set, at least set my alarm so I wake <laughs> up to this <laughs> somehow. What if it just changes your whole disposition in life? Oh, yeah. That, start start the day with pure joy. That was wonderful. Yeah, they, Thalia strings. Yeah, is the name of that. They game. need more love than than the nine thousand views. Yeah, that that, I love I love searching for covers on YouTube. That was fantastic. There's so much garbage you have to sift through, <laughs> like just but, dudes in their basement with their guitar. There's so many of that, yeah. but like you find these diamonds in that rough. That's real. Yeah. That's real. I knew you would like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was. Uh, our last song from the 70s. Going 80s now. Let's move on to Hotter Than July. Hotter Than July. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> uh, an album that I never really gave that much love because, uh, well, except for the music or aim songs that were on it. Uh, I All the albums I have uh, are from the 70s. Yeah. So uh, it was only recently that I put on Hotter Than July on Spotify and I was like, holy shit, it's great. Yeah. I mainly know it for the uh, Happy Birthday, the Martin Yeah, Martin and the big, the big hit from that was um, uh, Master Blaster. Jam. Oh, yeah, Master Blaster that was, was on there too. That was yeah, a big yeah, one. Yeah. This was actually another big hit. I kind of knew this song. And it's then, a weird song. It's a weird song. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of country, but then kind of disco-y. I don't think the song is country, no. but he sings it yes. with a, like, he's doing with a country twang. twang. Yes. For some reason. Yes. And it's very weird. And I couldn't really find a good, there's no, obviously there's no video for it. No. And I couldn't find a good performance of it. Yeah. So I went to Top of the Pops, and he's not singing on Top of the Pops. Oh. They're doing a dance interlude. And it's way like, okay, we've welcomed the 80s, let's do drugs. <laughs> so this is like an interpretive dance. Interp- we didn't say what song it is. It is uh, I Ain't Gonna Stand For It, it which yeah. is really good. Yeah. I didn't know that. It, I knew of that. I didn't know it was actually, it actually was a hit. It's like the, the second or third hit off the album. Yeah. Um, but let's just watch it because you're going to be like, what? So this is just dancers dancing to I Ain't Gonna Stand yes. For It? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. But also not in a great 80s way. It's just kind Pals, of weird. Hang on to the armchairs, guys. Because on September 17, Stevie Wonder, I Ain't Gonna Stand For It. The question is, can you stand for this routine from Legs and Cole? That makes it sound like he's saying it's going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> 
Legs and Co. Legs and Co. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. It's real weird. I don't quite know how to describe Legs and Co. I mean, they're in colorful jumpsuits, mm-hmm. leggings, leg warmers, heavy '80s makeup. Some have wigs, and it's right now it just looks like they're stretching. It's sort of like um, it's it's like the the jazzercise sort of fad that's going to come. Yes, that's going to come. Yes. But through Literally. like a weird sort of Andrew Lloyd Webber filter. Yes. Like this is his musical version of, <laughs> yeah. of uh, what's that movie with John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis? Perfect. Perfect. This is like Andrew Lloyd Webber's Perfect. I mean, I'd pay hot money to see this. <laughs> Perfect's a great movie. But yeah, this is way weird. Yeah. And to this song, it's weird. Yeah. The, the style does not fit the song. Yeah. Because the song is about Stevie being like, my woman has cheated on me, I'm not going to stand for it. Right. And they're doing nothing of this. There's no interpretation of that. And it's, like we were saying, it's pretty straight ahead, funky disco pop. Yeah. But then him singing, like... And that twang, it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. And it's funny, because this was... This was the 80s. Yeah. And then this was almost, I don't want to say the last hurrah for Stevie, because obviously it wasn't. Right. We still have a lot of episodes to cover. Yes. But we're was, going in chronological order. Most people think of Stevie as that 70s. Because it was yes. so big. Yes. So, so big. That's the core. Yeah. So the 80s was a little bit of a, a dip, which is, I mean, you can't stay hot forever. Well, we're not going to talk about I Just Called to Say I Love You, but it's famously, although technically his biggest hit. Huge. One of the most reviled pop songs. It's pretty bad. Time. Yeah. It's like, the world bad. has come to agree. Yeah. It's weird how public opinion will do that. Like, a yeah. song will be a huge hit, but then everyone will decide, we all hate that song. <laughs> yes. But it's a bad song. I distinctly remember in the 80s not liking that song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a, and I must have been like 13 or 14 going, oh boy, no. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not Something good. happened to Stevie there. Yeah. He also didn't do as much music. Right. Like, the, the gaps in between albums was much longer. Yeah. So, um, even geniuses will have those bursts, and you don't, you don't. What's in the water they're drinking? That, yeah, uh, you know, it's that yeah. time, and it's, they're in the zeitgeist. Yeah. And, yeah, but check out Hotter Than July because even though it's eighty, it's a great album. It's yeah. really good. It's underappreciated because it comes right after that classic run, but yeah, yeah. It, I think it really does, and it's the eighties, and not necessarily that there's Stevie Wonder fatigue, but. Hotter Than July is his 20th album. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> nuts. The year he turned 30. Yeah. It's his 20th album. Yeah. His 20th studio album. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, because there's a couple of live albums and stuff. And he's probably, he, I don't know what month he was born, but he might have still been in his 20s. Yeah. When he recorded his 20th album. I mean, it's just nuts. So, yeah. And he, now it's 40 years later and he's still alive. And still oh, yeah. 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 Still there. Yeah. Yep. So, like I said before, uh, he, he surprised Anita Baker in the Anita Baker concert. Yeah. Uh, came and sang a little bit with her. It was great. I still don't know what they're doing with this song. See, now this gets real disco-y and funky. And this is, yeah, this is just slap bass. Also, we've what? watched a lot of Top of the Pops. Sure. The I mean, it's, it's the, like, biggest British yeah. music show. I don't ever recall us seeing stuff like this. No, I wonder if it's most half of the pop clips I've seen are from the seventies. Yeah, because I'll usually look at like punk bands and stuff. Yeah, um, I've never seen anything like this. So I'm wondering if I'm always wondering if it's like 
uh, Top of the Pops was like, hey, it's 80, and you know, Solid Gold's kicking our ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if it, that would have figured, because Top of, like, did Solid Gold get imported into the UK? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. But Solid Gold, this feels very Solid Goldy. Um, and it it's is probably just they couldn't get Stevie Wonder, so they were like, well, we gotta do something, and we... Yeah. And, and they actually would use the songs that were, like, yeah. on the charts. Yeah, because this so. wasn't... Yeah, because by 81, which is when this came out, it was it was a hit. Yeah. So I think it's the thing where, like, if this is the if this is on the chart, we have to have it on the show. But if we can't get the artist, we need to do something. So we'll use Legs and Co. So Legs... I wonder if Legs and Co. is still together. Oh, I really hope they are. You could bring <laughs> yeah. them along with Thalia Strings and, uh, yeah, have a warning. And the group from that Al Jarreau video where he has those dancers <laughs> from, in that uh, studio. Uh, Rooftop. Roof, yes. Uh, no, that was cool, though. That was, that was definitely something a little different. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but good. Not not bad. <laughs> no, just, not just bad. weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this next song is good or not. I know this song well. This song is tied into so much nostalgia for yeah. me. Like I was saying uh, before, I can't, I can't look at something with this much childhood nostalgia built into it objectively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I borrowed the movie The Outsiders from the library like <laughs> once a month wow. when I was like nine. Wow. I watched that movie so much. Yeah. I still love The Outsiders. I reread The Outsiders like last year. I was like, this still kicks every oh, YA novel. It's fucking great. And it was written by a 16-year-old. Yeah. It's nuts. The Outsiders is so good. Such a good book. And the movie introduced, like, the movie was just like, here's every yep. male star that you're going to yeah. come to love in yes. this decade. See all these people, the next yeah. 10 years, they're going to be a part of your whole world. Yeah, it's the first movie. It's not Swayze's first movie, but it's the first big movie it's with first Swayze. Big movie, yeah. Tom Cruise, C. Thomas Howell. Uh, um, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio, thank you. Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, of course. Dally. Yeah. Uh, and who did the soundtrack for this movie? Well, Carmine Coppola. <laughs> the, the, yes. Francis Ford Coppola directed the movie. Yes. And his father composed the soundtrack. But there was a pop song that was the, the, the movie's theme. Yeah. That was, is co-written Stevie Wonder and Carmine Coppola. Oh, I didn't know that it was a. I didn't know it was a joint. Yes, this I is a, this that. is this is Stay Gold. Yep, the ballad theme from yep. The Outsiders. It's well, let's hear it. It's treacly as fuck. It's treacly, but it's it's kind of good. Yeah, but this is this YouTube clip is someone like sort of compiled the scenes with uh, Pony Boy and oh, Johnny. Good. Yeah, uh, with with so so it's it's cute. But the uh, for people who haven't seen The Outsiders, and shame on you. There's a point where the main character, Pony Boy Curtis, recites the poem Nothing Gold Can Stay by mm-hmm. Robert Frost. Yep. And then later when Johnny dies, spoiler alert, but like you said, if you don't know <laughs> yeah, the outsiders it's from already, 1983. Yes. Get get your shit together. Yeah. The book's from the 60s. Yeah. His last words to Pony Boy as he dies are stay gold, Pony Boy, because the poem says nothing gold can stay. Which has become a trope. Forever. People say stay gold and they don't even know what it's Yeah, from. I've stay. said that for so many years. Stay gold, so Pony Boy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a song by Stevie Wonder that references something someone says in the movie yep. that references something someone says in the YA novel that references a Robert Frost poem. Yes. Uh, and it's it's real ballady. It's very treacly. Yeah. But... 
It starts. I, I remember it greatly. Yeah. It's a clever thing the movie does where it starts at the end. With, yes. Uh, the beginning of the movie starts at the end, him telling Pony the Boy starting to write. Yeah. The, and, and the opening lines of that he's writing in the scene is the first sentence of yes. the actual book. Yeah. Because it's written. In the I person. saw this movie in a movie theater. You would have been uh, 13. Yeah. I saw, I saw when I was 13. Yeah. Uh, with a couple friends. And it was jam packed. Yeah, everyone saw this movie. It's an awesome, it's an awesome I, movie. I still watch we it. We all saw this movie, man. But this is real sappy. It's great for the movie. I don't want to hear it anywhere else except in this movie. That's fair. Yeah, it needs to be directly tied to like th- these two kids and their friendship. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, I don't need to hear this on a mixtape. Uh, it feel it's 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 time and places in this movie. It's too cheesy, divorced of the context yes. of the movie. Yes, in the movie, and even now because I'm watching the clips, I'm like, yeah, this is like emotional. But if you heard this on a Spotify place, you'd be like, no oh boy. <laughs> if yeah, if you especially if you'd never seen The Outsiders and yeah. had no basis. Yeah, but the movie is really a good combination of. This sort of sweetness, yes. and fucking badass ass kicking fights. Yeah, oh, that fight scene, the rumble scene. I still love that rumble scene. Yeah, you know who does the most ass kicking in that scene? I was gonna say Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Every other scene, it cuts to Steve, and Tom Cruise is just beating the yeah. dog shit out of him. He is. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, this is my big break. He commits. I'm committed. Yeah. He did commit. In fact, he uh, his he has a chip tooth. It's from this. No, um, he has a chip tooth. He took the little, little like prosthetic right, out, so he could look like a poor so kid. So he could look like a poor kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's the thing about this movie too, is that everyone in it still works. Well, except for Patrick Swayze. Uh, all right, <laughs> but he, he, but if he were alive, yeah. he'd, he'd still be working. Yeah, they all ha- are still like doing shows, and, and they're all good. They're all great. Yeah. This is like just the stellar cast. Yeah. Coppola put him through it where like he had a bunch of kids yeah. auditioning and he would have them all test in different combinations like and, and like tons of rehearsal and stuff yeah. until he found like the right combination. Yeah. The other thing we used to say all the time is, do it for Johnny. Do it for Johnny, man. Constantly say Here, uh, this is Here's what he's going to say. Oh, yeah. Stay gold, boy. Oh shit! I mean, it's yeah. a heavy movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy book, but a heavy movie for the eighties. Yeah, kids die in it. Yeah, sure. Who? Except Stevie Song. It's even better with Stevie's harmonica See, in the back of it. It's great now. Yeah. If I was listening to this, like, and hearing this, even this harmonica, I'd be like, ooh, boy. <laughs> but it's so right for the movie. Yeah. I mean, this is such also such an obvious, like, matte background. Yes. That they're shooting this scene in, and like a fake sunset. But it works better because it looks like an old movie. Yeah, it, exactly. It looks like Gone with the Wind or yeah. something. It works, and it works with the song. Yeah. Because I think the song opens the, the, the movie. 
I think you're right. Yeah. It definitely and, closes and, and, it. But and, I think, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think it bookends it. You're right. And yeah. it, and it works. It yeah. really works. Um, yeah, they, I I would not be able to tolerate that song if I just heard it without having seen the movie. Yeah, but. I'm glad you put it on because I wouldn't even have thought to have put that on. Yeah, um, well, I'll tell you what, I was going to put the uh, theme song from another movie uh, in the episode, but you picked a different song oh, from that movie soundtrack. A fine so, segue, Paul. So so I swapped it for Stay Gold. I originally had Stay Gold, and then I swapped in. Uh, Something else from what movie? Oh, from uh, uh, Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. Yes. I was going to do the theme from Jungle Fever. Yes. I, I'm i glad you didn't so I could put mine in. I'm also glad because this is a better song. I love this song. I wanted to talk about how weird the music video for Jungle Fever is because it's such an upbeat song. Yes. And the video's filled with clips from what's a pretty harrowing movie at points. It's a it's a heavy drama. There's, there's like clips in... The video of Samuel L. Jackson in a crack den. And yeah. then you hear Stephen going, We got tongue up beat. Yeah. He got tongue up And you're like, This doesn't match. This doesn't jive. This doesn't jive. Yeah. This is my favorite song. So this is, we are now in the 90s. Yeah, 91. This is 91. And in 91, uh, Spike Lee did the movie Jungle Fever. Love this movie. Great movie. Yeah. Love it. And uh, Stevie Warner did the entire soundtrack for it. Mm-hmm. And the side one first song is Fun Day, which is a great song. It it really is good. It's like Stevie, old school Stevie, but contemporary for the 90s. It's yeah, way good. The other thing about the song Jungle Fever is it's kind of cheesy. It's, I think it's, it's cheesy. It's really synthy. Yep. It's a little whack. Yeah. Fun Day is, is just great. Yeah. Fun Day just makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is what I was talking about earlier when I was saying, like, does a soundtrack album with one artist count as one of that artist's albums? I say yes. Yeah. They do the whole thing. So Jungle Fever is a Stevie Wonder album. I would say so, yes. Okay, fair. I'd this say is so. the opening track. Yes. And they made a music video for it. Uh, yeah, which I didn't really remember. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. And the song that's playing right now yeah. is also from Jungle, Jungle Fever. Fever. We're getting a little skit. Yeah. That's a cool phone. Yeah, that is a cool phone. This is Kia. Ooh. I don't even know how to approach that. He's got an eye mask on. Every day is our day. <laughs> yeah, this is like the SNL skit yeah. with uh, him at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Fun day play. Stevie Wonder wakes up with an eye mask yeah, on. That's, that's a good. Fun. That's a good job. Yeah, and he's driving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Oh. It's it, it's such a feel good song. This is gonna sound weird, but it's true, and I've been saying it for years. Stevie Wonder looks so much like my dad. <laughs> I've never. That's crazy. Especially in this video. Really? Yes. Your dad have long hair? No, my dad's bald. But other than that, okay. And the complexion, yeah, obviously, yeah. Same features. He looks just like interesting. Yeah. Wow. This this is the best song off that. I have the album. Yeah. Or I used to have the album, and I remember getting it and hearing this first song, and I'm like, well, here we are. Yeah. This, this album's is, gonna be yeah. just rocking. The rest of it kind of sucks. Yeah. He's got one other good song that I really like on it called Lighting Up the Candles. 
Yeah, it's I don't know good. that one. Yeah. Everything else just kind of go, oh boy. I do like the song Jungle Fever. The production on it is cheesy. It's not the song itself. I'd want to hear, like, a modern version of it without all the studio synths. Yeah. And, and there's a good song in it. There is, but there's that there's that one line that I think he's like, she's gone black boy crazy, I've, he's gone white girl hazy, yeah. they're each other's babies. They're in love. They're in love. You kind of go, oh boy. Kirk, I don't care about lyrics. <laughs> I, I, I keep saying it. I don't care about lyrics. I, it's okay. It's yeah. true. But I love this. Fun Day is great. Fun Day is great. I, it's, it just it makes me feel so good. Yeah. Also, again, Stevie Wonder here is like 40. Yeah. Still only. Still. <laughs> still young. And, still like, and this is like his, like, what? He's probably into his, like, almost 30th album or yeah. 25th album. So good. And it's crazy, too, because I remember as a kid going, oh, my God, Steve Warner's got a new album out with Spike Lee. Yeah. He's old. Because <laughs> I was, like, 20. Yeah, but you know, he's just been around forever. Yeah, he's been around since he was 14. See, he can make basketball shots. Is it? <laughs> so this video, he was driving, wakes up with an eye mask, shoots a basketball. Yeah. Paraglides. Does it all. No, you don't need to be able to see no, to do that. Just get a feel for it. Yeah. It's really interesting that I, I'm a big Jungle Fever movie fan too. Yeah. But like the big set piece of that uh, movie is the Crack House. Yeah. And that's Living in the City. Yeah. Not any of these new songs. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I, I feel like Stevie just had these songs and didn't watch the movie. You know what I mean? Like it could have been. Yeah. I mean that's what Batman was with Prince. Right. Right. And and then you know Spike would have been like, hey, we need Jungle Fever. The song is like, okay, hang on. Yeah. Give he me had that song. And he just wrote new lyrics. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. Fun Day feels like he's had this. Yeah. Because this is such a 1991 video. Yeah. So this it is, really is. Yeah. It really is. You don't think about Stevie Wonder as a 90s artist, but this is a 90s video. Yes. I almost put on, but it, it kind of didn't fit exactly. Yeah. I was going to put in a scene from uh, New Jack City. Yeah. Because they do a little snippet of Living in the City. Oh. Uh, acapella. Yeah. But it segues in too fast into uh, For the Love of Money. Oh, okay. But it's great. It's just another, another Stevie Wonder, just how important he is. Yeah, 90s also, everyone's wearing bright clothes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Stevie. I wonder if Spike Lee directed that. Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to say yes. We'll find out and then answer it on the next mini episode. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Yeah. I love Fun Day. Fun Day's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you got the next one, too. This is, We're going to speed ahead to oh, the 2000s. This is 2004. Five. I'm completely unfamiliar with this. As am I. Oh, you just I found it? I literally found it for this pod. How did this not cross your radar? I'm so embarrassed. Had no idea. I mean, I have the excuse that I don't pay that much attention to R&B, especially modern stuff. The only excuse I can give is that in 2005, my son was born and I didn't focus on anything because I was a hot mess. Because <laughs> I was so tired. Because you were a new dad. I was a new dad freaking out and that's, I knew nothing. You know what? That's a perfect excuse. That's my excuse. But but Stevie Wonder collaborates in this song with <laughs> two other artists. That we love. Especially you. Yeah. It's Ooh. Stevie Wonder with Prince and In Vogue. Yeah. And I when I saw this, and it was just random, like, if you like this, you're like this. I was like... 
when did this happen? Yeah. And I was 2005. Like, 2005, almost 15 years ago, and I didn't know about it until a week yeah. ago. Um, this song is great. Prince does the guitar. He's not in the video, but and Vogue is in the video. Oh, so Prince Prince doesn't sing on this? He, no. He just plays guitar? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. And maybe he does background, background but uh, I think he just plays guitar. Okay. And Vogue sings backup. Yeah. And it's all five of them in 2005 together, and it's wonderful. Oh, am I going to see Dawn? You're going to see all of them. Dawn's there? Yes, they're all Five there. of them? No, there's only four. Oh, I thought you just said there were all five of them. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. they're, they're, yeah, all four of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a good song. I can't believe there's this exists and you didn't know about it. I know. It. I had no idea. It's called So, so what, what the, the Fuss, Fuss, which is sort of a corny title. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song. I wonder if it charted. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I don't recall it. Yeah. Two thousand Stevie. Yeah, crazy. So that's Prince. That's the Prince. They don't, okay. He's not in the band, right? Oh, this is isn't this good? Yeah, I'm so ashamed. I had no clue. I mean, this is. This is like tailor made for you, man. I know. I was, Such a Kirk song. When I when I heard this, I was like excited, and then like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> How did this even escape you? Yeah. This is as mid two thousands as oh, No yeah. Fun is early nineties. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It's great. Wow. It's just at that time where they're like, hey, videos still matter. Yeah. Uh, we still got to do them. They still show them. But you're going to start seeing In Vogue real soon. No, I always want to see In Vogue. I mean, yeah. And I thought for sure that it was like In Vogue, like two of them, but it's all of them. Right? Yeah, this is a great song. Yeah. It's like as naughty as Stevie. This is naughty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's like Stevie drums. on drums. Yeah. Did you find this after we put the drums episode together? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I found it. It was the last song I found because I was I, I had I had needed a fifth and I was like looking around for yeah. something more modern. And then I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I should look this up more. I don't know if this is from an album. I mean, uh, just I would assume that it I would that assume that he had a 2005 album. And it's funky again. It is really funky. You know, he wasn't that funky in the 80s yeah. and 90s. And he got like way yeah. funky. Here we go. Hell yeah. Oh, in vogue. Yeah. And just my girl Terry wearing that hat. <laughs> oh. This is awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I... I get a little sad because I'm like, wait a minute. And they broke up again. They didn't reunite again because I think they're... No, at this point, I think it's just two originals. Yeah, that's Terry two. There's lost Terry, yeah. Terry and Cindy. And yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, if this is on an album or not? Yeah. yeah. I don't think Stevie Wonder would have just dropped, like, a single. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
uh, he would be what? So then he would be. He would be in his late fifties then, roughly for this one. Yeah, fifty-four, fifty-five. Yeah. yeah. Still killing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's from an album called A Time to Love. God, I'm an asshole. A Time to Love, <laughs> 2005. It got nominated for a Grammy. The album did? Or yeah. Uh, Grammy Award for Best... Oh, Grammy Award nomination. Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Focal Performance. Okay. This is great. Oh, they, they, they call it a minor. It went top 40. For, for R&B. Okay. Yeah. The only the only downside on this is the title and the part where they say the title. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. You just could have called it like Shame on Me or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but that was that was oh, mid two thousand wow. funky Stevie. That's that's nuts that you didn't know about oh, it. I know. But I'm glad I'm glad that the show got you there. Because you could have gone your whole life and never whole heard life it. not knowing yeah. that. Stevie Wonder and Vogue and Prince did, did a song joined. together. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And they didn't call it for Kirk. <laughs> oh my god. That's embarrassing. Uh, no, don't be embarrassed. Because now you know. Now I know. Now you know. Now I know. We got one more clip. All right. We're going to go back in time to sure. the core Stevie era. This is my favorite Stevie Wonder song. Oh, good. So I wanted to save it for the end. Sure. Uh, this is from, but this is a, this is like a, a TV performance. From uh, a German TV show called, uh, what's it called? I have it written down here. Musikladen. Musikladen. Also known as The Beat Club. Oh, I like that better. That is, well, that's because you speak English. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you were German, you'd like Musikladen better. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Just... What is The Beat Club? Uh. Um, but uh, this is, this is Don't You Worry About a Thing. Great song. From Intervisions, my yep. favorite Stevie album. I think Talking Book is my favorite. Talking Book is great. Yeah. I mean, the, of those core four, those first two are my favorite. Yeah. Talking, talking Book and Intervisions are the ones that I bought in college. Oh, okay. In fact, I remember my first semester at college, there was a, a record store on campus, and I would buy a CD a week. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I would be like, I don't know what I want. Yeah. And like, I remember one week just being like, I want to get into Stevie Wonder, but I didn't know where to start. So I was literally, this is in 2000, I was Googling like... What's the best Stevie Wonder album? I'm just buying like blogs, yeah. like early blogs, just trying to get a consensus. And I landed on Intervisions and I bought it. And I used to walk around campus to class and stuff, listening to Intervisions. Oh, that's good. And uh, I listened to it a ton my first semester of college. Yeah. So this is another one that's tied up in a lot of memories. This song in particular is one of those rare instances of like, it keeps coming up in my life oh, in okay. random places. And so I have different memories from different times that mm-hmm. this song evokes, all very pleasant yeah. memories. And so this is just one of my favorite songs of all. This time. is a great one. Uh, yeah, and this is a great performance of it too. Don't you worry about a thing. From Music Laden. Music Laden. Oh, he's got the uh, that the classic floppy hat. Yes. Yeah. This looks like this was shot on film. Yeah, it's a really good. Yeah. So good. He's 23 years old. I mean, just the, the, the breadth of music that did at yeah. just such a young age. I mean, like, you don't think of it, because especially me, because as a kid, 
the lyrics that he was writing at such a young age. The guy wrote Living for the City in his yeah. like 20s. Yeah. That's crazy. And composed all the music himself. Yeah. He's not even in a band. It's just all him. It's just him. I also love that it's the same band that's with him on, on Sesame Street. I was just about to say that because I was like, <laughs> I recognized the drummer and, and I was the, like, oh and the, yeah. And the backup singers. Yeah. It's the same year. It's 1973. That makes sense. And even though this was a single and a hit, I never heard this song until I bought the, the CD in college. It's not like obviously it's a very well known Stevie song, but, but it's, it's not, not the biggest one. No, you hear other yeah. ones more. So I did, I discovered it for myself. Yeah, and like I zeroed right in on this track oh, when okay. I got that CD. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, right here. That. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this is a he, he put together a great band. Is great. And I, I'm the outfit is great. His outfit is a, like this is one of my this favorite Jimmy, perfect uh, Stevie outfits. The other thing is, is the music show. The whole half hour episode is just a Stevie mini concert. Yeah, and you can watch the whole episode on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't tell if I've seen this or I've just seen him wearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most 1970s thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. All three uh, backup uh, singers with tambourines. Yeah. It's the fashion. Yeah. And the guy with long hair playing the guitar. Yeah. Everyone's, like, funky, but also dowdy at the same time. Yeah. It's, like, the most 70s thing. Everyone's, like, real. Yeah. Favorite Stevie song. Nice, we got our favorite song. That's great. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Music Ray Gun. The show is produced and hosted by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Original music is by Bagweed. Our credits music is Ray Gun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like music Ray Gun and you know someone else who might like it, please tell them about us because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya! See ya!